Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Nick Ely. What it do, baby? We back for another episode. Terrence Smith is not with us on this one. He was a game time decision, as Nick was saying earlier, but we went ahead and ruled him out. He's still under the weather, and uh, man, that flu is kicking everybody's ass right now. But he'll be back uh, sooner than later, and we're going to go ahead and keep this thing pushing without him. And we got to talk about week 13. So many predictions for week 13. We've got like four or five big games for week 13 this Sunday that it, uh, that we can't wait to get into and discuss. We also have uh, we also have to talk about LeBron's comments. Uh, do you think he has a point with what he said about Jerry Jones, uh, the Jerry Jones picture that is? Uh, we also want to talk about some disturbing news or interesting news, I guess. I don't know of Antonio Brown. Uh, Nick, you're going to break that again in a minute here on what's going on with him. Um, it ain't looking good. He's in some trouble right now with the law. And uh, Deshaun Watson is making his return to football. He will be starting on Sunday. Coincidentally, he's going to his former uh, team's uh, territory in Houston as he plays the Texans, the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. But these big games, Commanders, uh, Giants, that's going to be huge. We got the big showdown between the Chiefs and Bengals. We have the uh, Cowboys and Colts. If I know Cowboy fans are still interested in that on Sunday night. The Titans and the Eagles, what a clash that is. A.J. Brown gets to play his former team, the team that traded him away. You know he's going to have something to say about that. And then the big showdown between the 49ers and the Dolphins. Uh, that's going to be that's gonna be a big one, too. Uh, the, 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 the teacher versus the protege. We can't wait to see how that goes with Cal Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. I have been on the record saying quite a bit this season that I wish we would have kept Mike McDaniel and let Kyle Shanahan go coach the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but, again, we've won four straight now. I haven't complained as much. I, 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 I know Nick says that I'm not really ever satisfied with my Niners, but I just want them to be great. And with all the weapons and all the talent they have, I think they should be great. And they're not always great. And I think that falls back on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get into that in a minute. Dolphins, Niners, that's a big one. Chiefs, Bengals, that's a big one. Remember, Joe Burrow has had Patrick Mahomes' number. He beat him twice last year, and I think the guy who burned him the most is coming back on Sunday for that game. That's Jamar Chase. All right, Nick, how you feeling, man? I'm all good over here, Broski. What's going on? Man, everything is good, man. I'm um, I'm just unwinding a little bit, man. Um. You know, uh, didn't really enjoy the game, but I, you know, Josh Allen, he's still amazing. He does some crazy things. Most quarterbacks would not get away with the things that he does, but he threw a touchdown pass, man. I was like, damn. I mean, did he not go out of bounds? And he didn't. I'm sure you know what play I mean when he was scrambling out right and he was about to step out and he paused, stayed in, threw it across the field, kind of like toward the middle of the end zone, back of the end zone, hit one of the – hit one of his targets, like, it was still accurate and on point and to be running the way he was running, moving to the right, throwing it back across the field, just ridiculous. He has amazing talent, but sometimes he can – the problem with Josh Allen, sometimes he can be too aggressive. He's got that Brett Favre mentality now. He will give you one. But they 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 dominated the Patriots for most of this game, though, wouldn't you say, Nick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this game was pretty much what we expected. 24-10, uh, to 10, final score. I actually just watched the play you were, excuse me, you make a reference to. Yeah. Oh, uh, Josh Allen on a touchdown, touchdown pass. Uh, pretty, you know, 
that's pretty that's almost pedestrian for Josh Allen at this point. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. Um, and like I said, the Bills, you know, did, did pretty much what we expected. Twenty four to ten. Game was never really in question. Uh Bills did what a team with their capital should do. Um we'll see how it turns out for them at the, on the back end of the season. But uh but you know, solid game for them for sure. Yeah, yeah. As you said, man, not a whole lot to talk about because yeah, that game was pretty much dominated by the Buffalo Bills, even though it took them a little minute to get away. I want to have a discussion about Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson when we get closer to the end of the season because one week we think it's Jefferson, and then the next minute it's like, let's be for real. It's still the teacher. I mean, the student over the teacher. I mean, it's teacher over the student, and Diggs sometimes, you know, like, will show you in certain games, like, man, I'm still the best. Don't get it twisted. You know, he'll snap out and have these. He had two touchdowns, but they took one away because of a hold. Uh, but, yeah, just they're always exciting to watch. But Buffalo doesn't scare me anymore. And they really aren't balanced at all. And with Bob Miller being out, Nick, what do you see the Bills, even though they are 9-3 and three now? Am I right? Is it 9-3? 9-3, and three? Nine and three, correct. Okay, 9-3 now, Nick. With Von Miller being out for at least – well, no, he just got put on IR, so I think he's yeah, going to be out for IR, at least yeah. four weeks. It's at least four weeks. Uh-huh. More damage done uh, than he thought. Are the Bills dangerous at all? Are they scary? Do they, like, what do you think about this this injury? How, 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 how much does it affect them and what they do? I mean, we saw them tonight, but they, they pretty much always had the Patriots number, division game or not. What do you see Buffalo doing now without him? And is OBJ even going to visit them now? That I mean, or does he need to? Do they if they get him, he's over the hump? Or seems like their problems though is way more than OBJ. I mean, I, I don't know that I would even look at them as a team with any serious problems. Um, to answer your question, yes, I, I I do think that they are still very much a threat, very much viable in the AFC. Uh, like you said, the nine and three. Um, Von Miller actually, I, I saw a snippet from his podcast. He uh, he said he said that he thought he may be able would be able to come back uh, potentially for the next game against the Jets um, before he was placed on IR obviously. But he said on his podcast he thought he may be able to come back then. So if you take his word for it as a play as the player, you know he he seemed to feel that you know this injury may not be quite that serious. Um, obviously they went ahead and put him on IR. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the Bills being comfortable, you know, with where they are um, as far as in the division and everything else, and so. Clearly, with the Dolphins, right, you know, right on top of him, and uh, and he'll miss it. And Von Miller will miss that game against the Dolphins, which will be right the week after the game against the Jets on December 18th. So uh, we'll be curious to see if, if what, if any, um, if the Bills will miss him, particularly in that game. Uh, the Jets they should be able to handle, and then after the Dolphins, they'll play the Bears, and then Von Miller will be eligible to return um, January 2nd against the Bengals uh, before they finish the season against the Patriots once again. Um, so no, I definitely still believe in the Bills. You know, obviously, I think the Chiefs are the class of the conference right now, but uh, but the Bills aren't aren't all that far behind. Okay, all right, got you, got you. Uh, I, I think the Buffalo Bills struggle uh, running the ball. I think they struggle stopping the run a little bit. I think they have a lack of pass rush. There's a lack of pass rush uh, when you know when 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 Von Miller's not out there, and he's not going to be out there for quite some time now. So I think they're just a Josh Allen's going to pass the ball 50 times a game at least. And there's going to be some games where it's 60 attempts. And um, they're not going to they're not going to win when it matters the most. That's what it seems like to me right now. I'm not afraid of Buffalo 
if we were to get to the Super Bowl and play them, I'm not afraid of them. And I don't see them coming out of the AFC. Uh, but, Nick, you've got the whole slate of games. And um, give them to us, the big ones, I mean, that you know, that we were talking about. And uh, also check that what I just sent you, Nick, and see if we can get you in there. If not, it ain't no biggie. Uh, but, yeah, let's get those big games, man. Uh, of course, we can save our two. We can run through the first two, I guess, or three, and then we'll save our we'll, – we'll do our two last. But, yeah, let's get to those big games because there are a lot of them. Again, like Bills win Thursday night football. Patriots 6-6. Six and six, Buffalo 9-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of, uh, like I said, for sure, I want to touch first. Uh, I would look at this Jets and Vikings game. Yeah. Um, that's going to be one of the more interesting ones for sure. Jets yeah. seven and four. Vikings are nine and two. Uh, Vikings three point favorite at home. That's a noon kickoff for that one. Uh, you know, it's, it always seems like right around this time of year is when things start to go left for Kirk Cousins. Right, right when you start to really believe in him. And think that he, you know, can really show himself to be a franchise guy, to be that yeah. guy. Yeah. It's when he when he starts to disappoint you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and think that he is able to at least somewhat hold that curse off at least for another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go Vikings, but I'm gonna go Vikings in a close one. Uh, I, I I think that that uh, that three point favorite is appropriate if they are gonna pull it off because I don't think it'll be by much. I think. Uh, you know, the switch at the quarterback position for the Jets. Mike White uh, obviously balled out last week. Uh-huh. And I think he's got a chance to do it again this week. Give me a score. Uh, Let me get a peek at what Vegas thinks. So it's, so it's not you. It's Terrence that loves Minnesota then. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Terrence. Okay, I got you. I got you. Now I picked Minnesota to win the uh, NFC North also. 40, 44 and a half is the total. I think I'm comfortable with an over there. So give me 27-24 Jets. I'm taking a push on the spread. Wow. The Jets are going into Minnesota to beat them. Hey, man, that sounds like a good – Is that no, – No, that... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, said, I meant to say 27-24 Vikings. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, you did. Well, I'm sorry, I yeah. Vikings. Okay. 27-24 Vikings. Okay, all right, all right. I'm about to say, man. That would sound like a good one. You know, like I'm like, is this your bold prediction of the week then? But you said Vikings. Okay, cool. All right, so the Vikings, I'm going with the Vikings as well. I won't be long on that. Justin Jefferson is the man. Um, they still got Thielen also, and they got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I think that the Jets' defense is good. Look for that matchup with Sauce. Is Sauce going to follow Justin Jefferson around the field? Ooh, that's a good question. I, yeah, I think so. Well, if he takes Justin it, Jefferson I, I away. I think he will. He, he's done it with, with basically every other top player receiver he's played this year. Right. Well, if, if South Gardner takes Justin Jefferson away, uh, can Thielen beat whoever the number two is for the Jets? And will he take over the game, or will they just run the ball more? Or would that get, you know, um, you know, it doesn't take much no. for Kirk Cousins to get a little, a little flustered. No, so, damn that. Let's not skip the first question. Can South Gardner take Justin Jefferson away? Well, I mean, you guys have really raved about him all season. You don't, you don't think he can? I'm not saying I don't think he can. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Justin Jefferson, man. But tell, I, I want to know what what taking away looks like. What right. what is, what does that statistically look like? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he, are we saying that take him away is you know six less than six catches and less than 
60 yards? Are we saying less than six catches, less than 80 yards? No, no. I mean, you talk, you talk about a dude that's averaging, I think, something in the neighborhood of 100, 102 yards a game or something like that. So he, he needs to do, he needs to do, in my opinion, he needs to do what, um, what you guys did, I don't know if it was Darius Slay on his own or a, a, a collect, if they did it as a collective team, but he needs to shut Justin Jefferson out the same way the Eagles did him. Because Justin Jefferson had a bad game. If he, if he hasn't had any bad games this year, if he's only had one, that was the one. The Eagles took him out of the game completely. I don't know. Like Again, I don't know if Slay did that on his own one-on-one or not. I don't know if he traveled with him all over the field. But I think Gardner does that, and if Sauce Gardner does that, and he can actually limit him. I'll, I'll say if he gets under five catches, and if it's under 50 yards, then he did a good job, a decent job. But now if it's like two, three catches for 20 yards or so, or he can't even get 30 yards and he doesn't get an end zone, then, yeah, oh, he yeah, pretty much put him on an island. Yeah, yeah, that's an island right there. And I and I need to check that matchup out, too, to see if he is, you know, the next Mr. Darrell Revis on the island for the Jets. I mean, it was it, it sounds good. You know, he's in the same uniform and all of that and whatnot. But we'll see. Uh, we're both taking so the Vikings let, still. Let, but. So let, let's keep in mind now, this is a guy that's averaging something like uh, – so I'm, I'm looking at his, at his numbers now. He's got 81 catches on the season. They played 11 games. So what's that, seven – Roughly seven catches a game, something like that. Yeah, and how many did he get against Philly? I believe none, or maybe one or two. It was think, it was a bad game. Uh, I have, yeah, yeah, it was yeah because they only put up eight points. So I don't remember uh, the coverage. I don't remember the coverages or whatever. But I mean, it just it just looked pretty bad, you know. So yeah. so it's and, like and he's also at, he's also at twelve hundred thirty two yards. Uh, so he's averaging well over hundred yards a game. He's so got over. He's got he's got nearly thirteen hundred yards already. Yeah, 1,232 yards in 11 games. Oh, man. Hey, you know, he did say during preseason or before the preseason even he, he started. He told y'all before the season. He did. Hey, at man. the end of this year, y'all going to say I'm the best receiver in this league. But we didn't disagree with him, did we? We didn't argue with him. We just – it was. I mean, he, he's very much on track for certainly the best season of, of, of his career. I mean, you know, his best season obviously was last year, 108 catches, 1,600 uh, yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah. And – I mean, right now he's sitting at 81, 12, 32, and five. The only thing, the only thing we didn't do, Nick, was we didn't put him and Kirk, we didn't put him and Kirk Cousins in the uh, category with our quarterback wide receiver duos. I think me and you both went with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now Joe Burrow is starting to get it. Yeah, that Burrow is starting to get it going now, but he's had Chase out for a while, and. Kirk Cousins and Jefferson are really doing their thing, but because of Cousins, you know how it is, man. We just kind of, we're just kind of like, wait a minute, I'm not, I, you know, because you look foolish in the end betting on Cousins to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. anything positive when it's all said and done. As good as he can be, it's just a lack of consistency, or you know, when it's time, he just can't get it done. So uh, anyway, that's enough for the Jets and the Vikings. That is an interesting game to watch. Defense, offense, can't wait to see how it goes. Uh, Justin Jefferson, South Gardner, watch that matchup. We'll see if he's really a true number one corner if he follows him all around that field. We'll see. Uh, what's what you got next, Nick? Up next, we're gonna go a battle for third and potentially second, depending on the result of a much later game uh, in the NFC East. One Commanders visiting the New York Giants. Washington is going into New York as a two and a half point favorite. That is wow. 
Now I'm not surprised at all by that. Because the the, the commanders have they've been on a the roll. They've won six of their last seven, I believe, right? And then you just say that? Or Yeah, that's true. But I mean the Giants the Giants I mean, so have the boots lost faith in the faith in the Giants like that? Is that what this is to you? Well, the Giants have lost three of their last four, Nick. Fair enough. Remember, they were like 7-1 at one point, and we were raving about them. Well, you really wasn't, but she finally came along and said, I guess they are for real somewhat. And as then, soon as I said this shit, they started losing. As soon as you said it, they've been losing ever <laughs> since. That's right. And Saquon Barkley, he hadn't had a 100-yard hundred game in quite some time either, it seems. I'm yeah, not, he, I'm, said he slowed I'm down not, a little bit. I'm not bugging. I'm just saying that, hey, whatever was going on with the Giants, and it might have been strength of schedule, that might have had a little something to do with it, they're not winning the games that they were winning. The commander's defense is stout. Chase Young, has he returned yet? If not, he's still coming. He's knocking on the door. I think there's a chance he's back this week. I have to go look at that again. I think that's the last I saw is that they uh, – I, I, I can tell you here in just a second. They said they were rushing him back, and so they just said they were going to just take it easy. And I think that's been a week or two already, maybe just one. But it seems like they're doing good enough to where he comes back. So when he comes back, man – they're really going to be dangerous. And they're finding ways to still win while he's out, as my Niners are doing without Armstead and Kinlaw. So watch out for Washington, man. Uh, and we and the Niners play Washington, too, later this season. Uh, I didn't even realize that until uh, this week looking at the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, um, while, while Nick gets that information, I'm going to just go ahead and say now the commanders are going to win. I've been talking about Taylor Heineke before Taylor Heineke was started. <clears throat> you know, uh, last season, I was telling Terrence that, hey, Washington would be all right if they go ahead and give Heineke another shot and let's let's look, let's see more of him. And Rivera finally figured it out, you know, like he didn't have to even go get Carson Wentz. I asked, why did he do that before the season started? If anybody remembers or go back and listen to previous episodes back in August and when we done the NFC East, I asked why. And now here we are. Wentz is, you know, luckily for the for, for Washington, he got hurt. Not the, you know, I don't mean anything any harm by that. I mean, I'm sure they hate he got hurt. But now that he got hurt, they see now. Wentz, you were not making enough plays. Heineke is making plays. Uh, he's managing the game better than you. He's not losing the game for us. And when we need him to make a drive, man, he'll put a drive together. You know, so, and they're running the ball and playing good defense. That The story about Brian Gibson, is it Brian Gibson or Brian Allen? Brian, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. I still couldn't. I still didn't get it right. <laughs> but his story about getting shot a few times in the robbery, uh, a, a few back in August, and now he's like getting a hundred yards a game and getting in the end zone, playing like nothing has ever happened to him. Give him credit for that, man. We tip our hat to him. Give him some flowers because that's that's that's, that's, that's amazing so every, what he's doing right now. Every, everything I'm seeing is basically saying that Chase Young is trending towards playing this week. Nobody said it definitively, but it sounds like he's probably going to play at least a little bit. Uh-oh. See, here we go. There it is. Chase Young is coming back. I got Washington, man. I, I won't take long on it. Heineke, and you're telling me Chase Young is coming back. I know the Giants need this win now. Don't get me wrong. And I expect them to win. But I'm not picking them because, I mean, like I said, they've lost three of their last four. And this is a tough task because this is a stout defense, man. In New York. Mm. Yeah, in New York. And they're still playing for the OBJ sweepstakes, too. Let's keep that in mind. So, But they don't have his ass for this Sunday. 
They do not have him for Sunday. That is very true. No. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna ride with you. I'm going with the Commanders also. They they've been on a roll. Uh, they seem to have found their quarterback. Uh, maybe not the one that they thought it was going to be in the first place, but right. they got one. Um, it seems to be playing well. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm alright with that. I'm going Commanders. Okay. All right. We both. That spread, that spread, that spread was was strange to me at first, but at the fir- on far further review, all right, I get it. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so look, Nick, uh, we both agree with Minnesota, and we both agree with Washington, right? Uh, yes. All right. So let's 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 move on to the next big game of the week. Uh, next big one of the week. It is my turn. We got the seven and four Titans visiting the ten and one Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. The only one loss team in the league. Uh, Philadelphia is a four and a half point favorite at the crib. Uh, no surprises here. I'm taking my guys to go to eleven and one. Uh, I think that those three ones together probably mean something to Jarvis. He'll explain that to us shortly. Um, Eagles win. Period. AJ Brown has a big game and a big fu to the Titans. Wow, that's it. Just it. That's, that's just it. it. Eagles win. Period. Okay. Eagles win. AJ Brown, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Put it on your parlay. Get man. paid. Man, I tell you, man. If there's any Philadelphia Eagles out fans watching the show right now, or when you're listening to this. On a fantastic Friday, it's the Great Debate Show, available wherever you get your podcast. Follow and download. We the hottest podcast in the country right now. Uh, look, man, this guy's gotten too arrogant. Nick Ely is just too arrogant with himself, man, with the Eagles. And I know they 10 and 1. I get it. And I know I know Sarayana's calling plays good, and he's probably going to be the head coach of the year. I know Jalen Hurts is balling, and he's doing his thing, you know. And, and I know Jordan Davis is returning. You didn't even mention that, I don't believe. But, but damn, I mean, just, just the arrogance is real. How many times have we seen teams win 13, 14 games in a season and then don't even win a playoff game? I, I just think the better the Eagles look as this season progresses, as we're coming to an end, it just, it's just, I'm telling you, man, I think it just slims their chances on them winning an actual playoff game. Now, for me, they're either one and done, or they go all the way to the Super Bowl. And See, either- to me, that sounds like you're saying we're not legit, and I don't understand that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you're not legit anymore because it looks like you are. It's just I still have to look at the strength of schedule, the teams that you've beaten, and then when it looks like you're starting to play some competition, you struggle. You, you, you didn't beat the Washington Commanders. You you struggled against the, the, the Colts. Oh, my God. You shouldn't have even beat them. And then, you know, that would have been too straight. But then you you did get it. You got the win. And then last week, you beat Green Bay. But, dang, I mean, like, that game was a game for three quarters. And it's like Green Bay sucks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers now. That, that's, that can happen. Okay. It hasn't happened against no other defense, though. But it happened against yours. Oh, I mean, Dallas. He did get Dallas. I'll give you I that. Play, that hold back. on now. Yeah, yeah, okay, my fault. And, and, get, and guess who Dallas playing Sunday? The Colts. So if that game come up close, then what? Hey, man. I or, what if, or what if the Colts beat them? Then what? I, I, I haven't made my prediction for that game yet. I don't know. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that as of now, from what we know, he only sliced the, the Cowboys up when it mattered the most, and he does that. He's done it his entire career. But other than that, 
He hadn't looked too good. He looked damn good, though, last Sunday night against your Eagles, and you're getting gashed up the middle. I know Jordan Davis is coming back, but, man, don't you think he may be coming back a little bit too soon? I think he's trying no. too hard to stop Derrick Henry. I think he's trying too hard to make sure that he, you know, can 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 stop hearing all the noise and all the whispers that's going on right now. He hears it, that the Eagles, I don't trust him. Bart Scott, I don't trust him. Jarvis Jeffries, I don't trust him. You know, like it's something missing. And the only flaw that you've got is that interior run, the run defense in the interior. And I think that even when he comes back, he's coming back too soon and he could re-aggravate that, that, that ankle injury because he's a big boy. And I'm telling you, if he goes down again, he's going to be done. Well, see, what I see, here's the thing. What I saw was was, was suggesting almost that he could have been back, not just the Green Bay game, but the game before. Uh, 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 the Texans? No, that was Colts. Yeah, well, so what I saw was just that he that he felt as though he could be back for the game against the Colts. But obviously, he's on IR, so, he, you know, he didn't have an option. He didn't have a say in the matter. So if he, was, if he felt like he was healthy enough to go two weeks ago, you see what I'm saying? By the time we get to this, yeah. he, he ready to roll. Right. So I, 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 so from with that being said, it doesn't sound like he's rushing. It sounds like the Eagles are being precautious, um, obviously because we want to have him for the for the playoff stretch. I think he should have set out to the playoffs. Now again, I'm know. I'm being a little biased when I say this because that dude does kind of scare me, and I think that if he is back a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent, and they've already added that death, they've got more bodies with Linval Joseph and. And Dominican Sue, then yeah, they, they, this could be a problem. Uh, but again, even though this team is physical and they're built for the cold weather, so are the Niners. There's no other team that can come into Philly and beat them, probably like us. But we're built to do that. So, but again, if Jalen Hurts is running and using his legs like he did last week, if that's going to be a thing of the present a little bit more, if we're going to see more of that as well. Then yeah, you got to pick your poison and good luck with that. I'll give you that, Nick. I'm telling you that. Y'all are dangerous now. I'm just saying that you're getting gashed up the middle still. And I'm going to talk about it until it stops. Until you stop it. Until you stop the bleeding, I'm going to talk about it. But we're going to see. We'll see. Uh, what else you got? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You picked the Eagles. That means we can call Jordan Davis the bad day to stop the bleeding. We're going to see. I, I, I will say this. If there's anybody that he needed to come back for, this is the person he needed to come back for. And that's Derrick Henry. Uh, That's true. Because of that, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans are going to upset them. That's my upset, my bold prediction of the week. The Titans will upset the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to predict that game to be Titans 27, Eagles 23. And I think just the cold weather, I think I, I guess it's going to be cold in Philly. I'm sure it is. I think that they'll just ground and pound them. I think they'll win T.O.P. I think they'll hit them with the play action. And all of this talk about Todd Downing or whatever his name is, the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, I think he gets another good game under his belt because he didn't have a good one last week, but he had one the previous week before that. He just went and got a DUI or whatever after that, uh, immediately that same night. But I think he comes back. Maybe he was drinking that night. Maybe he needs, Maybe he'll be drinking this Sunday. I don't know. Um but I'm taking the Titans in an upset because I think the Eagles just, they're not going to go 15-1. and one. They're going to lose again at some point. And I think this is the one. Um, I don't see them losing again until maybe 
What I'm not sure if the Cowboys are going to beat them in the second go round either. So this is the one nobody's thinking about. Give me the Titans. They're really good against NFC East teams also. Uh, so anyway, uh, give me the next one, Nick. It is, by the way, it is expected to be 46 degrees. They kick off. That's not very cold. That's not very cold at all. But, you know, the cooler it gets, the more these defenders start to make business decisions when they're hitting that big moves called Derrick Henry. First of all, 46 degrees is cold as hell to me. Now, it may not be cold to them, and I understand, because once, you know, you get going, your blood's puffing, you sweat, whatever. Right. 46 degrees is cold as hell. (laughs) I I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But 46 degrees in Philly is like a, a spring day to them, I'm thinking. You know, so, right. you know, and the Titans are built for it, though. That's where I'm like, I think this is what you, you're underestimating them. The Tennessee Titans are built to play in Philly, and I think that they're going to they're gonna rain on A.J. Brown's homecoming. That's just my bold prediction of the week. Tennessee Titans um, beat the Eagles. You heard it here first. Their second loss of the season is going to the Eagles, and the Titans are going to dish it to them. Give me the next one. I think that's going to be bang, bang. A.J., six catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Put it on your parlay. Send me a tip. You said dollar sign easy fifty six. Next game, yes, it is indeed. Yo, San Francisco Forty ers are being visited by the Miami Dolphins. who are eight three. Y'all seven four. Let's go. And y'all are a four point favorite at home. Three oh five kickoff on Fox. Let's go. I'll let you have the flow. All right, here we go. Uh, Mike McDaniel. I'm sure you all know if you've been listening to the Great Debate Show this season. I'm very fond of him. I really miss him, to be honest with you. Um, He's almost like the girl that got away, you know? Like, damn it, I was just sleeping with them other girls. I was going to get right back to you. Ain't that what Jay-Z said on the song, Cry? I I damn near wanted to cry when he left us. He's he's been a game coordinator, run game coordinator, pass coordinator, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. He's worked with Cal Shanahan for 14 years. And sometimes I wonder if he knows the offense better than Cal Shanahan does. Um, I also have to point out that he added some of our old running backs, Raheem Mostert. He hadn't got hurt this year since he's been under Mike McDaniel's regime. He also traded for Jeff Wilson Jr. Another 49er running back. Um, this 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 game, I'm telling you, is gonna be good. It's gonna be exciting. I know they got Tyreek Hill, Tua. He's definitely playing so much better. You gotta give the credit to Mike McDaniel because he has a lot to do with that. A whole lot to do with it. Uh, so with the running game and the speed and all of that, they're good. But the Niners are the number one defense in the league. In points and yards allowed. Um, they got the 49ers. DraftKings has them as four-point favorites. This is going to be a classic, as I told you, between the teacher versus the protege. And Mike McDaniel, man, him and his squad, uh, they're good. They got a run style that's that's, that's, that's good, that, that over the top, what they can do deep. But here's where the Niners are good at. Not only are they number one on defense, Christian McCaffrey, he dodged a bullet, a major bullet. They said he only got knee irritation. Because it was looking like he was going to be out this week. But they're going to get him, which is good because Elijah Mitchell, well, he's on IR. Because he hurt his knee against the New Orleans Saints. Okay? So, um, Omar, what's up, man? 4-9. Appreciate you for joining, man. Uh, Yeah, we're Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Also, the Great Debate Show available wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to quickly finish my point tour. 
He's out playing Jimmy G if you want to be real in every category. He's protecting the ball, uh, you know, all of that stuff. But Jimmy G's been playing good football also. And when Shanahan puts together a good play call, a good game call, man, we're good. Sometimes I wonder, though, does Mike McDaniel know our defense way better than Shanahan knows the Dolphins' defense? I think he does because he's been with us. Shanahan hadn't been in Miami. But here's where the Dolphins have some flaws. Their lack of pass rush is not that good. They, they're all right. I know they added Melvin Ingram. Have you seen Melvin Ingram? He looks a little chunky also, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I hope I'm not saying that in the Sass Garoppolo four times, three times on Sunday. But the Dolphins just do not um, have enough on a pass rush. Their defense is not as good as it was when Brian Flores was there. So I said all of that to say this. I'm taking the Niners. I think when it's all said and done, both teams will be 8-4 and four on the season. And um, bang, bang, Niner gang. Christian McCaffrey's there. He's playing. Debo, he's been week to week. But I think we're fine even if he doesn't play. Everybody's coming back. Eric Armstead should be coming back on Sunday. Y'all don't know, unless you're a Niner fan, how key that is. Uh, so, again, even though we're running back down, we've still got Davis Price, uh, whatever that is his name is, and we got the other guy, Jordan Mason, you know, so we're good. Uh, are the Dolphins going to make some plays? Yeah. But D'Amico Ryan is going to keep everything in front of us, and, uh, you, know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll zone him to death. And hopefully we can get some turnovers. Hopefully, you know, everybody flies to the ball. If Fred Warner's name gets called more than once in the first quarter, the Niners are going to win. When you don't hear Fred Warner's name, we're probably not going to win because that means he's not flying around. He's not making enough plays. They're finding some type of way to, you know, keep him blocked off from making a play. Uh, but he's the general. And when everything is going good with him, everything else works out. Armstead is coming back. Expect Bosa to make some noise. Tua, be careful. I will say that because I didn't like how I saw that injury that he had. It was hard to watch. We all felt for him. This is not a good. This is not a good game for Tua uh, because I don't think they're going to be able to keep him clean. With Armstead coming back, Bosa's going to be loose. If we get a lead, it's over with. Watch out, Tua. I got the Niners. Nick, I'm sure you're ready to disagree with me. You know, I really hate I hate to be this guy. I do. Nah, go ahead, man. Because, you know, in the, in the previous game that we talked about was obviously with the Eagles. And, of course, you expressed the upset that you saw coming. I think you remember pre-show. I said, I think I could find me an upset in here. Right. This is it. This is the upset. I think to see it. And you said the key to it. And you didn't even realize it. In the middle of your analysis, you said Nico Ryan's is going to keep everything in front of him. I did. The problem with that is there's no keeping Tyreek Hill in front of you. <laughs> because if you actually keep him in front of you, he'll catch it in front of you, and then he'll run behind you. And I think that there is potential for this to be a explosive Tyreek Hill game, one that, you know, will certainly be on the ticker on, on SportsCenter. I'm thinking – you know, some, something in these seven, eight catches, 150 plus yards type deal. Right. Um, I, I, I just think there's a how it's just, I got a supportive feeling. You know, sometimes you just go into the game, he's like, eh, I'm just, you look at it, just some feels a certain way. And I think, I think that's going to be the key to this game. I don't think it's going to be an answer for him, whether, whether it's him catching the ball in front of you and running past you, or whether it's him running past you and two or throwing it 
most of the way down there. Uh, I don't know about all the way with two is on. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Dolphins, man. I mean, I feel like they're battle tested. Uh, obviously, playing playing in the in the tougher conference um, in the league, and uh, I think I think they're gonna be ready to roll. So I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins to win. Uh, so guys, you're putting them parlays together, Nick. Dolphins, Nick. I can tell you right now. And you just made your analysis in the middle of your analysis or toward the end. You just said something that was huge. It confirms why I'll be right and why the Dolphins will lose to my Niners. When Tua throws those deep bombs to Tyreek Hill, and there's sometimes a little underthrown and he has to wait on it and just go get it. Uh, we've got a few safeties that will go get that ball before Tyreek Hill if it's underthrown. It better be accurate. Now, when Mahomes was throwing it to him, all right, it is what it is. You got me. What can I say? But with it being Tua, man, we've got a guy they call Tasmanian, little young Tasmanian, a little young Troy Palomalo. He goes by uh, the name of Hufanga. Man, that guy is all over the football field, and he makes plays. And he will be there to snatch those balls out of the air if they're underthrown for Tyreek Hill. And if they're watching the film, you got to know him, Jimmy Ward, and Tashawn Gibson will be ready for that. Uh, we're stacked when it comes to that, and we've got three or four major injuries out of the secondary as it is, and we're still that deep. Uh, so that's the reason why I'm not worried about coming into Philly, Nick, for those same reasons I just said now that double A is coming back. Uh, so ain't that something? I'm getting my DT back. You're getting your DT back. Mm-hmm. Uh, ain't that something? All right. Uh, but I think my team wins and yours will lose. Uh, and that, is that a surprise to anybody here on the Great Debate Show? I'm picking my team, and I'm not picking his. Uh, he's picking his team, and he's not picking mine. Uh, let's move on, though. Do we got any more? Is that it? I think I think, I think think he gets to avoid these conversations because he's in the AFC. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. He's going to have a great time watching us battle through the playoffs, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know he's going to enjoy that. Is but his- no, no. The one we definitely got to touch, uh, probably, the, probably the other most interesting game of the weekend, Will be the Chiefs and the Bengals. Not Chiefs nine and two. Bengals seven and four. Uh, game is in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Kansas City is two point favorite. Oh yeah. That's a three twenty five kickoff. Uh, over under is fifty three. Fifty three over under. Oh man. They I said, mean, you knew it was going to be high with these two teams. You know, yeah. you knew it going in. Hey, and I and I I'll probably be the one to take the under on that too, Nick. I mean, because usually when they do that, it's a trap. Uh, I think that the Bengals will go back to their normal uh, scheme that they used in the AFC Championship. Uh, I don't know if they did it in the regular season victory or not, but they did beat the Chiefs twice last year. I think in the championship game they had a lot of down, a lot of plays where they only rushed three and they dropped back eight in coverage. And for some damn reason, Patrick Mahomes just seemed to be confused as ever. And uh, he struggled. And they end up losing in that game. Uh, it was a good one. But Burrow did his thing. He had a few third and 10, third and 15 scrambles that he got for first downs with his legs. And Mahomes was just scrambling, running around, couldn't find people open. He might have even threw a few picks. I'm not sure. But the Bengals kind of have the Chiefs number. So, Nick, as much as I want to say the Chiefs are going to get them this time for sure, I'm not. Am I being a little biased? Yes, I am. Man to hell with the Chiefs. Even though they're great, they are. But damn it, I'm sick of them already. Uh, I guess they're right. People do hate dynasties, or people do hate teams that are just that great. Unless it's your team, I'm hating on the Chiefs on this one. I'm not gonna lie, no cap. I'm just straight hating on them on this one. Give me the Bengals. 
Joe Burr, Joe Cool. Who they? Charles, you're going to disagree on this one. You know that, right? I'm sure we are. <laughs> I'm not picking pick against MVP Patrick Mahomes. But hey, man. But hey, man. Not you pick, not, you not pick, in the Super Bowl. But you picked Burrow and Chase to have a dominant year as well. I did pick them to have a dominant year. That's true. But sure. the thing that you said when you were talking about this game in terms that you were refer- referring to to the game back in the, in the AFC playoffs is that Patrick Mahomes did not seem to be able to find people open and make decisions in, in, in the way that he has shown to be able to do this year. It's almost as if losing Tyreek Hill was was kind of a blessing in disguise, almost like taking like taking the training wheels off for him, where now he's had to learn to just to spread the ball around, you know, to really point guard the thing the way he has this year. Uh, I was going to say he's having an MVP season, uh, almost 3,600 yards on the year, 29 touchdowns, eight picks. Uh, keep in mind, he's got, what, six games to go, so we're looking at mm, something that looks like 54, 5,500 yards, uh, maybe 45 touchdowns. And 12 picks. Just saying, I, that's an MVP damn near every year. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not picking against him. Like I said, he's, he's learned. He's really taken a step forward, which is scary to think of, and his ability to really point guard uh, that Chiefs offense. And uh, so I, I think that is going to be the difference um, between that and what happened last year. Okay. Glad to see Jamar Chase coming back, though. I definitely see it being a good game. Um, I could see something like 35-28, 35-27, something like that. You could be right. But I'm going to take the Bengals 28-24. Um, and that will – was that under? No, that's still over 53, isn't it? 28-24? No, that's under. Okay, I'm taking 28-24. Right on the nose. That's where I want it to be. Under. Give me the Bengals. Joe Cool, That's baby. 52. Joe Cool, baby. 52. That's what it's going to be. 28-24 Bengals. Uh, is that it now for the football? Uh, yeah. So other than that, uh, Deshaun Watson makes his return uh, to Houston. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. that. Deshaun I'm Watson. Win that. That's right. Deshaun Watson is returning on uh, Sunday to Houston to play his former team, the Texans. This is his first game since 2020 season ended. And, uh, hey, my man Omar Richmond is on Facebook Live right now, and he told me to tell you, Nick, meet him in Arizona. Meet us in Arizona. And you know what that means. He, he a Chiefs fan? Of course not. He's a Niner. Oh. Uh, yeah. How are we going to meet y'all in Arizona? Y'all got to come to Philly to play us for the, well, for the right to go to Arizona. Well, he just means for the Super Bowl weekend if you want to just join the festivities or whatever, you know. I mean, yes, yeah, if you want to go watch my team, that's fine. He just won't be there unless they buy tickets. He met the other way around, Nick. But, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, look, so we're, we're, we're moving on here with the Great Debate Show. Available wherever you get your podcast, follow and download to the hottest podcast in the country. Jarvis Jeffers, Nick Ely. Terrence Smith is going to be back with us as soon as he gets well. Okay, so uh, the Colts and the Cowboys, that's one more Sunday night. It's the Colts playing. Jeff Saturday playing on a Sunday night. The Cowboys have been – they're rolling. They're on a roll. They're hot. Uh, real quick, who you got on that one? Oh, and the Texans lose, too, to the Cleveland Browns, of course. Uh, uh, it'll be it'll be a bad sight because there's a, about 10 women going to come protest Deshaun Watson. Uh, some of the vic- victims 
or whatever, or accusers, whatever you want to call it, they're going to be there just to let Deshaun Watson know we're still here or something like that. And uh, I don't know, but they're going to be there. You you talked about that last episode, but give me Cleveland and um, and give me the give me the uh, give me the Cowboys against the Colts. Uh, I know that the Colts. I don't know. They let Jeff Saturday get the first win. And I don't know. It hadn't been looking so good. I even though they've been playing good, but uh, I guess the Cowboys win this one. I'll take the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys over the Colts also. I think it'll be a decent game. Uh, but Cowboys are a better team than the Colts. Um, and so I, I, I'll take the Cowboys to win. Yeah. Decent game. Uh, t- touchdown is cap type of game. We've got to give we've got to we got to give some roses right now to two of the smartest franchises in the league right now. If this game really is real, if it's not rigged or anything like that, as I sometimes say it is here on this show, man. What about let's give a shout out to the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks. I know we have talked about the Seahawks a bit, but both teams traded away their quarterbacks for guys that we thought that okay, the Falcons are tanking. They're going with Mariota for the year. Uh, the Seahawks got Geno Smith. They're going to go with him. Yep, they're tanking. And those guys are still fighting for their division title where they could still possibly be in the playoffs, especially Seattle. And the quarterbacks that they – the franchise, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, at least we think, that they traded away look washed. How, how smart does Atlanta and Seattle look right now? Because Matt Ryan looks washed. I mean, I know Jeff Saturday said I'm putting them back in, but damn it, take them back out. He ain't doing that much either. I'm sorry. Uh, and Russell Wilson, oh my God, he's got teammates wanting to whip his ass, and he just got there. You hear about his birthday party? Who? Whose birthday party? Russell? Russell Wilson, yeah. No. So Sierra threw a birthday party. His thirty, I think he said his 34th birthday party like two I didn't days even, ago. I didn't whatever. even think Russell Wilson had birthday parties. <laughs> yeah, Sierra, Sierra threw a birthday party and invited okay. the whole team, and like half of them showed up. Half the team showed up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I got I you. Know what they say. I mean, I, I, you know, I get that if if everybody was there, you know, anybody could have had a conflict of interest, had something going on. Not conflict of interest, but conflict of schedule. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they could have something going on, but you would think eighty five percent, eighty percent of them would be there at least. Right. Half out of fifty two. Right. That's wow. 20, 26 out of 52 showed up. So that's where the rumors are coming from about how he's lost most of the team already. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's it. And Russell's and then, saying and that's not true. And then you see how, how his old teammates talking about him in Seattle. Man, it's not looking good for real for Russell in Denver. That was a report that came out on Thursday also from Bleacher Report that said that NFL execs know for a fact or it is believed that Denver wanted Aaron Rodgers in the first place. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody do that. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers was definitely first choice. So they just settled for Russell after they couldn't yeah, get well, AR? Yeah, once, once Green Bay signed him, yeah, that, that was over. So got to move on. Right, but he – yeah, right. I mean, it's two years in a row, though, Green uh, – Aaron Rodgers thought he was getting traded. And you can tell yeah, from you can tell from his body language that he doesn't really want to be there, but he'll just – he'll keep taking the checks until he's not there. But he thought he was going to be a Niner during the 2021 draft. Because the Niners still were not quite about the draft trade yet. They made a few more calls, and they said, is Aaron available? And for a minute, he was. And Aaron told a few people that, man, I'm about to go to San Francisco. And everybody was like, what the? F- what, in the feezy? And the bomb, the, it was about to be a bomb drop. But instead, 
something happened last minute where they didn't work out, and then that's when they said, all right, we're taking Trey. So that's what I've heard. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. We've got the Cowboys. We all agreed on the Vikings. We both agreed on the Commanders over the Giants. We disagreed on the Titans and Eagles, of course. I got the Titans. Nick has his Eagles to win. He, uh, Nick went with the Dolphins. I went with my Niners. Those are some big games. I went Bengals. Nick went Chiefs. And now we're done. Those are the big games, uh, you know. Like, yeah, that's about it. And then Monday night, Buccaneers and Saints. The Buccaneers just got to win. I think they'll pull it out somehow, some way, I guess. Although the, those guys are back, though, for New Orleans, unless they sustain some injuries uh, against us on last Sunday. Man, we could only put up 13. So watch out, Brady. Be careful. It, it ain't going to be a um, it ain't going to be a patty cake walk. All right, Nick, are we ready to get into LeBron comments or where we at? Yeah, man, let's talk, let's talk about old Bron Bron. Okay, all right. All right, so what 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 was – you want to do that or you want to do that, Nick, or? It's whatever, man, whatever you want to do. Okay. Do it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So LeBron, uh, for those of you that haven't seen, um, in a post-game press conference the other night at the end of it, at about a two-minute kind of rant um, – if you want to call it that, with at the media, uh, he asked him, you know, kind of, you know, he found it. He said he found it odd yeah. that he had not gotten any questions from them regarding the picture that Jerry Jones was identified in from uh, back in 1957, I believe it was, uh, when uh, of course they were trying to integrate his his middle school or high school, high school, yeah, um, in in Little Rock, Arkansas. So, uh, you know, he just kind of pointed out how he found it interesting that. You know, they had a lot of energy for, for Kyrie and the comments that he made. And I'm saying that I agree or disagree with Kyrie's comments, but there was obviously a lot of uh, controversy around around the things that Kyrie said or tweeted or whatever the case may be. And, uh, of course, LeBron was asked about those, you know, multiple times. Um, obviously, he's been asked about different things that, you know, Donald Trump has said and, you know, Laura Ingram has said and whoever else. And uh, so was, they, he just found it weird that they were – you know, just very quiet uh, when it came to this Jerry Jones incident. And, uh, you know, as a guy that, that uh, obviously is not, has not always been a big fan of LeBron, I'm still not a big fan of LeBron, uh, I got to give kudos. He, he definitely had a good point. Uh, you know, it was definitely appropriately handled. You know, he wasn't, you know, yelling and cursing at him and going on. It's just like, you know, that's, that's, that's weird that I, you know, I haven't heard of that from that about you guys. And, and matter of fact, in the beginning of it, Somebody tried to ask him about it. He's like, no, no, I don't even, I don't even want you to ask about it now. Like, it's too late. <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't try to cover it up now. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get to it. Yeah. Like, no, no, y'all done had plenty of opportunity. We'd have played two, three games since the picture came out, and y'all ain't said nothing. Yeah. Where the energy at? You know, and uh, so, you know, I, I had to I had to applaud him. Like, yeah, he, that's, that's staying on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he caught a lot of heat. Um, on the back end, you know, on the front end, when he first, you know, kind of condemned Kyrie's comments or whatever, whatever, he caught a lot of heat for that. And so to spin it back around in this way, you got to give him his props when he does that too. Yeah, got to give him a few cool points. I mean, hey, it was a good way to try to come back home, you know, try to come back home to the culture because basically a lot of people said screw him after he didn't agree with LeBron uh, because, like, we know he said what he said. We know he probably didn't even mean what he said, but we know why he said what he said. And 
The same reason why Chuck, Charles, Shaq, and everybody else did what they did and said what they said. You know, just, hey, man, you know, we, we can't mess up our paper. Um, but as the great Dave Chappelle, you know, did on his, you know, monologue on SNL and his skits throughout the show, pretty much let you know that, hey, I'm not saying anything, but there are a lot of Jews that run, run this shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's what it is. Uh, but anyway, like, LeBron, look, like I said, way to come back home a little bit. I, I give you some brownie points for that. But, again, you should have stood up for Kyrie. You didn't do it. I, look, if you don't believe it, cool. But if you don't believe it, why come out and even say, why, are no, why is nobody asking me about the Jerry Jones picture, but you keep throwing it in my face or asking me questions about Kyrie? You know, like, but, again, shame on the media, though, for not asking those questions. But we know why they're not asking those questions. Uh, again, look, guys. Well, you you got you to think about it. When they go to ask him the Kyrie question, they they put them in a in a predicament. Yeah. They put they put him in a in a, in a pressure. Right. You know, it's either okay, hey, I I defend him, and then now I'm going against you know the sponsors and the team and the world and the league and the people that you know make me rich. Right. But if I if I but then I of course by doing that he you know he gained some uh, I guess some some cool points of popularity whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, amongst the community that would support Kyrie. Uh, but then if he goes the other way and condemns it, then it's, you know, it's the opposite. So either way, he's kind of screwed in that situation. You know, he's going to take an L somewhere. And so this is a way to really show a, a really an ultimate amount of, of fairness and balance. Um, and saying, hey, you know, I, I, I said what I said on this situation. I said he was wrong. He did what he needed to do to fix it, and then I came out and said, "Hey, I felt like what what the Nets was doing was excessive." Uh, and so, you know, he, he for whatever you felt about that, he said he was consistent. And uh, in this situation, he's he's showing more of that consistency. So, um, gotta give this props for that from my standpoint. I agree with you 100. percent In the end, still, I, I like for people to be consistent. If you're gonna be that way. Well, when it's on one side of the court, on heads, be that way on tails. Well, he has been consistent for the most part, but, uh, you know, like, when it matters the most, he really dropped the ball with that last one with the Kyrie thing. But, again, way to save face. Cause that's all I see that was about. But, again, he's not wrong. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to drop the Jerry Jones thing. I, we forgot to talk about it. We didn't avoid this conversation and this topic. But, um, hold on. Omar says, LeBron said, LeBron said facts, but he need to be more consistent. Yep, that's right. Uh, somebody agrees with you, Nick. Omar uh, is watching us right now live on Facebook. He said the same thing you just said, Nick. And he also says that uh, tell the media to ask Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady about the Jerry Jones picture. That's He got a point there, too. They don't, And they wouldn't dare. They won't. You know they won't. Um, uh, they're not going to put them in their pickle. They're not going to put No, they're not. And Aaron Rodgers would say something before Tom Brady would. I can tell you that. I'll, I'll give Aaron Rodgers that. He has definitely said some things when there were a lot of uh, systemic racism going on at one point and uh, during the whole Kaepernick process. You wouldn't get Brady to say a thing. If anything, you saw a uh, make America Trump, uh, make America great again hat in his locker, but you didn't see him saying anything about the Kaepernick or any of that situation, anything about social injustices, period. So, again, though, moving forward, I think LeBron has – he can't – he can't say and do the things that he's done pro-blackly and then backpedal to Kyrie's wrong. And I'm not saying that he's right or wrong. I'm saying that it was just a tweet. 
And I'm not going to even take my time to dwell on what's worse between his tweet and Jerry Jones' picture. But in Jerry Jones' defense, I will say this. It does look like Jerry Jones is just kind of, like, kind of observing, like, what's, what's about to pop off here? You know, like, what's going on? He does look like he doesn't know, like, really what's going on. He's just kind of trying to see. Uh, there's also cameras in that picture. Like, I guess that's I guess those are journalists or reporters or whatever, and they're 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 knowing to be on point when whenever school starts. I guess to make sure, hey, let's see if they're gonna let the Negroes in today uh, in the building. I'm not sure, but that, I don't know if anybody paid attention to that. There are a few guys with cameras and microphones, uh, like getting ready for something, as these uh, young black boys are trying to go inside the school, and these white boys are like. It looks like they're about to try something like, no, you're not getting in here. But Jerry Jones really does look like he's just kind of like, what's about to pop off here? Now, I say that, and I still will also remind you all that this is the same man in that picture, boy in that picture at 14. Because I don't want to judge somebody from something they did at 14. But at the same time, in his 70s, he told his whole team, I dare you kneel, when the whole Kaepernick stuff was going on. You know, and... And Dak just said, I'm gonna put my hand over my heart proudly. And he's and he and he need. And Des Bryant just said, Man, I got a family to feed. You know, so politics or nothing, morals or nothing that matter was it didn't matter at that time because the boss or the slave master said so. You know? Uh so again, take that how you want it with a grain of salt or whatever. I don't care. I said what I said. Uh that but that picture, again, is bad, but it ain't that bad. Just like the tweet. It's bad. But it ain't that bad. He didn't quote it. He just tweeted it. Uh, but again, hey, man, uh, it doesn't take much these days to be anti-Semitic, uh, it seems. You just you just, you just, just got to just do what LeBron and everybody else did a few weeks ago. Uh, but I agree with you and Omar. He's got to be more consistent. Okay, Antonio Brown, we about to wrap this show up. We're coming up on the hour. But we had a lot to cover, and we covered it. But Antonio Brown is about to go to jail or something, right, Nick? Like, like, I think the police are like outside his door right now, trying to arrest him for what's the arrest? Well, what's the uh, the the warrant again for domestic battery or something? Misdemeanor domestic violence. Yes, apparently he threw a something and hit his, a mother of multiple of his children. Um, scrolling through the article here real quick. Threw a shoe at her. Uh, he threw a shoe at her on November 28th mm-hmm. um, and, and an argument and then attempted to evict her uh, from from the, I guess he owns the home that she lives in, uh-huh. and he attempted to evict, evict her out of it and then locked her out. So, you know. Uh, um, all you can do really at this point is pray for the best for Antonio Brown, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I think, you know, and I'm not even joking about this. I've seen, I think I've said it before that we may be literally witnessing this man dealing with, with CTE in front of us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like every, every other week at this point, you hear something, something crazy coming from him, it's, you know? And so, uh, yeah. you know, I hope I, I, I it's weird. It's kind of a, a weird position to be in because on one hand, you hope that it's not CTE. Obviously you don't want somebody's brain to be irreparably damaged, but then to some, to some extent, you want it. You you almost want that to have that excuse because if he is, if this is just who he is, then that's more disturbing that he's just that person as opposed to it being, you know, a disease that that is that is hindering him. Um, and so from that standpoint, whatever it takes to get him, you know, get him safe from other people as well as from himself, 
I hope he gets set and uh, and gets whatever help it is that he needs. Because like I said, this is this is not going to end. Not looking like it's going to end well. No, it doesn't, man. Uh, that's about all we can do is pray for uh, for old AB right now, man. Look, I told people a few years ago when we first started the Great Debate Show here that if if you wanted to go back and see what's wrong with Antonio Brown and why he's tweaked out right now, and he has been for quite some time, go back to I think 2014 or 2015. I think it was 2015. It was a hit that he took. I believe it was Devontae's perfect hit. But it knocked him out. It knocked him out cold. And I thought he was dead for a minute. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, Devontae's perfect was the last guy. Well, him and James Harrison. But I think perfect was the last one remaining out of that pillar of players that still was like, F the rules. We're still old school. We're going to do it the way we do it until we can't do it anymore. And, yeah, I thought A.B. was dead. Antonio Brown hadn't been the same since that hit. His dad has said he needs to get help. I think we're kind of watching the story of Chris Benoit or Junior Seah, whatever you want to call it. It's triggering to that. And at some point, I'm not trying to wish anything bad on him because, again, I'm I'm, I'm going to pray for the brother too. But, man, we may be seeing the end of him if this, if you know, if it keeps getting worse. He acts out. He does stupid things. Uh, we didn't even talk about the, the 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 incident in the pool or whatever that he was doing with some of the. Didn't he flash some of the people in the pool or whatever uh, somewhere about yeah. two months back in the summer? I mean, like the, the dude is gone bonkers. He's gone nuts, and it's not him in his right mind. And that Vontez perfect hit is the reason why you can see Antonio Brown is no longer really you know working with a full deck of cards. That's that's just it. Uh, that's CTE. It's at its finest. All right, so we talked about AB. We talked about LeBron. Um, uh, the Lakers are playing better. Uh, Nick, Nick, you're not a Laker fan anymore, are you? You really were just a Kobe fan or what? My, my, my Laker fandom is on suspension until some specific roster changes are made. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hey, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Uh, Nick, uh, Terrence should have been done that then with his Knicks. He should he should have really done. Well, he doesn't talk about him or claim him, but well, he claims him, but he won't talk about him. Maybe he's just yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm more I'm more Grizzly fan these days. Yeah, go Ja, go Grizz. Yeah. Uh, I hope Desmond Bain comes on back, so you know we can get some wins, get some more wins. We're starting to kind of you know, it's got to be it's it's to the point now to where it's it's Ja, it's ja 35, 40 or better, or they're not winning, and that's not gonna cut it. Um. And I'm watching Jared Jackson real closely because some people keep telling me, man, he's not all of that. You know, I'm watching him closely. I'm observing. And uh, NBA, you know, like, okay, so Utah started off hot. They cooled off some. The Cleveland Cavaliers started off hot, cooled off some. And then they kind of starting to heat it back up again. Donovan Mitchell and Levert, they're pretty good in that backcourt. And they're a damn good team at home in Cleveland. Um why do I get the feeling LeBron is going to get those guys traded and go back to Cleveland <laughs> and mess that team <laughs> and mess that team up again? The franchise, I don't know, just just a thought. But uh, we'll know what's up if Nick, uh, you know, uh, takes the his fandom, his Laker fandom, off suspension after LeBron leaves. We'll know what's up then. Uh, but Nick, I ain't got nothing else, man. We've talked about the NFL. Week thirteen is going to be some good games. Some big games, even the ones that aren't that big, like the Raiders and Chargers, it's still entertaining. It's going to be an offensive juggernaut. Niners and Dolphins will be the game of the week. I know you think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bengals, but it's not. 
It's going to be the Niners and the Dolphins. It's going to be more competitive, more close. I won't be surprised if the, the, the Bengals' defense is a bit stifling on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, they've got some good guys on that end. They get everybody in coverage. Eli Apple, nobody's talking about how good Eli Apple has been playing as a Bengal. I don't know how long he's been around, but he's never been considered much of anything other than a slot corner or just a, a, a decent number two. But every time I turn on the TV, he's making plays along with Jesse Bates and that, that's the safeties and all of that. But Hendrickson and the other guy on the edge, man, those guys are pretty good. They, they drop eight in coverage, I'm telling you. If they play like that again, Mahomes just really seems lost. I don't know why other teams hadn't done that. He's going to eat them up underneath. He's going he gonna to take what they, whatever whatever space they give him, he's going to eat it up. That's all I was going to like, and that, that's, that's, the, that's the difference in what he is this year as opposed to what he's been in previous years. In previous years, when he got to scrambling and looking around, he was looking to, to sling it to Tyreek somewhere. Now that Tyreek's not there, it's, he's looking underneath. He's looking at what's in front of him. And saying, okay, I can make this five-yard pass, and you know, maybe this guy breaks the tackle and turns it into fifteen, or if not, hey, we got five yards instead of nothing, or instead of me throwing a pick. Um, that, that's that's the maturity step that I feel like he's taking this year, and that's going to be the difference in games like this. Well, maybe I should switch the game plan. Maybe they should do more press coverage, bump and run. I don't know. And maybe they need to. Oh, you do that? Then he, then he is going to burn you up, nigga. But who's going to eat you alive? But, but who's going to do it though? If they, who's gonna do it? I mean, if the corners, if the corners are weak, of course, yeah. I've seen it. That happened to us a few times, but that was terrible defensive play calls at that time by D'Amico Ryan's. Um, with Javarius Ward playing man with a bad growing, like no, stop it. Or maybe that's when he hurt his growing. I don't know, but that was just bad play calling. Uh, what? Maybe they tighten it up a little bit, and you know, maybe, I think they they can still if they throw it underneath. I think they fly to the ball. And I think that they'll still be fine if they can just get a turnover here or there. Um, you go, man. You go, man. The man that you want to Travis Kelsey is gonna look like Calvin Johnson in his mouth. Okay, well then, well then they're gonna stick with the game plan. They'll drop six or seven back in coverage, if not eight. You know, maybe not eight. They don't need that without Tyreek. But I'm taking the Bengals. Damn it, Joe Burrow, right. Joe Cool, and I t- and I said what I said. Yeah, I'm player hating on the Chiefs. It is what it is. Um, what else we got? Is that it? That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, the great debate show has been a good one. Thank you for joining us. YouTube live, Facebook live. We appreciate it. Uh, follow and download. We got a link that we're going to be putting out, uh, uh, later tonight. First thing in the morning, you can follow that for anybody that missed the show. Listen to it. Check it out. We've got some good debates. Will Smith versus Jamie Foxx. I'm waiting on somebody to come for us for that because we can't really debate it. But if anybody else wants to debate Will Smith or Jamie Foxx, I got Jamie Foxx. If anybody wants to say it's Will Smith, man, hit us up and tell us why you think it's Will Smith. I know he probably has him in the box office numbers, but he wasn't a better he wasn't a better rapper than Jamie Foxx was a better singer. Um, he didn't have more Grammys than Will than Jamie Foxx, does he? No. Jamie Foxx has every award except for a Tony and a Golden Globe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it took a long time before Will got that Oscar. Jamie had that Oscar over 15 years ago. Um, what else? What, what, what else? I mean, his TV show was better than Will Smith's TV show. Well, the Fresh Prince was good, but but the Jamie Foxx yeah. show. I was like, I was wishing she said that. I was like, eh, hold on now. 
Okay, all right. Well, so okay, so maybe we maybe we have a debate. It just depends on what we're you know how we're categorizing it, how we you know how we're going to categorize it. But I, I'm telling you, uh, I think Jamie is the the most talented brother in Hollywood. Period. Oh no no I, overall no, I take Jamie. Don't get it twisted. But we when you railroad past Fresh Prince like that, I was like, uh, let's pump the brakes just a little bit. We're not gonna do Fresh Prince like that. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, as good as Fresh Prince was, I, I don't, I don't put, I don't put it over Jamie Foxx show. I don't. I, I don't. Per- personally, I would. I understand why some people don't. I personally would. Fresh Prince was one. I, I enjoyed Fresh Prince more. Do you put Ali over Ray? Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh. Now that's a good one. And keep in mind, Jamie Foxx was in Ali also, so he put a mm. he, he put together a good supporting performance as well in that. Do I put Ali over Ray? Yeah. Mm. Nah. And he, nah, I don't. And, and, and again, I do think Will Smith should have got an Oscar for Ray. Yeah. I mean, for, for yeah. Ali. I do. But Jamie fed in Ray. He, he killed that shit. Jamie killed Ray, though. Played the piano, learned how to do this and that with him, kicked it with him and everything before to get himself in character. Man, he's, he, he's damn in a goat. I mean, he's damn in a goat. I mean, and I mean I, and Will, my, Will did some of the same stuff with Ali. I think, I think what I remember, I think he, you know, wasn't quite as far gone with the Parkinson's at that time. So, ah, uh, right, right, right. Uh, he was good too. He was good. Uh, he was phenomenal. But yeah, Ray, Ray, he got that Oscar for a reason. Jamie killed that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and and again, and and we're about to wrap it up. But not only that, to me, this is where I shut it down. Anybody that wants to, you know, call in. We're going to start doing more live shows again, and we're going to start taking these calls. 901-308-4916. You can call in to the Great Debate Show. Go on the Great, De- go on the Great Debate Show page. And, and and when you see us, you know, uh, talking about a debate, when we put a debate out there, chime in. You know, uh, I know we got a lot of pushback, a lot of feedback from me. It was just really me who didn't put Bill Russell, uh, may he rest in power. I didn't have him in my top ten of all time. And, you know, like, I know I got a lot of flack from that because I was trying so hard to put Chris Paul and, and Charles Barkley in my top ten. But everybody was chiming in on that. Uh, join us if you want to get in on, the, on that fun and that action. But this is where I shut it down. At the, anybody that wants some. Uh, Will Smith. Well, first of all, Nick, what would you say his best song is? Will Smith's best song? Summertime. Getting jiggy with it. I- Yes, summertime, I guess. Summertime. All right. Will Smith's summertime does not sound better than Jamie Foxx's. Anything. Shit. <laughs> any, any, that, that's, that's really, really anything. But I was going to, I was, I was going to say fall for your type or blame it or hell, even, even, even his feet with, with Kanye. Kanye really put him in the game too. We got to give him some, give him some flowers too for that. You know, she says she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross. Hey, man, it, that 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 was Kanye, you know, who put that together. And Jamie just went in and said, okay, yeah, I can sing that. I can do it. And then, bam, there's his singing career. And I just think his singing career was better than Will Smith's rap career or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's just my, that's just my opinion. I, I think that they both have their share of good movies and average movies. But I didn't get into a lot of the Will Smith movies, though, man. I'm sorry. Outside of Pursuit of Happiness and and The Bad Boys, which I was there for Martin more so than The Fresh Prince. But 
other than that, I didn't really get down with a lot of Will Smith movies. You know, I I, I, I like a lot of Will movies. I ain't gonna lie. I uh, I like Bad Boys. Uh, I like Men in Black. I'm one of the few people that ever that are like Wild Wild West apparently. Hated um, it. Wild Wild West. It did box office now. He's got Jamie for the most part. He's got him with the numbers. But those movies, I don't see how Wild Wild West pulls in the numbers that they pulled in. Me and I, Black, I like I, I like just, to see the happiness. I like Hancock. I like uh, I Am Legend. I like all that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't like any of that. I'm sorry. I like all of those. Yeah, I don't get down with any of those type of movies. I'm sorry. That just that's not me. Hancock was different, and I, I you know I, I I would say I like the 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 whole uh, oh what am I trying to say. I like the whole plot and everything of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. but just no. At some point, I'm still like, all right, I'm out. This is enough. Uh, let me see. Hancock. Uh, no. Yeah, that's it for me, man. The, the bad boys, the, the the pursuit of happiness, and Ali, that's the GOAT. That's the GOAT stuff for Will for me. Uh, now, I will say Focus was pretty good. A lot of people sleep I, on I that. I haven't seen Focus. You haven't? I have not seen Focus, no. Check out Focus. It now it has and, a it has a And the other one I didn't like was that uh didn't he do that uh that Netflix movie, uh Daybreak or Daylight or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I you know I, I, I ain't like I ain't like that either. I hadn't caught that. Okay, so thank I, you. Yeah, I think I think they're supposed to be doing the second one. I won't be seeing it. I ain't like the first one. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Thank you for letting me know. I won't I won't have yeah, to Yeah, no, nah, don't don't waste time. Now, 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 Nick, I will say this. If we add the reboot of, of Bel Air to this, then we got another that, de- We got another That's debate. under dope. I can't wait for that second season. I think it's coming out in February. Yeah. That's under dope. Yeah, Bel Air, Bel Air is dope. That's, that's, it, it is dope, for real. Now, I didn't want to go rewatch the first season. But I can't throw that in there because, you know, like, Jamie, we got to stick with the 90s on there. Jamie had one in the 90s. Will had one in the 90s. I don't want to just... Uh, now also, Jamie, Will's not actually in the show, so that's true. He's not in it either. Jamie Foxx did come back, and I don't know why. After one season, you know, he had the Netflix show with his daughter, or 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 not his real daughter, but uh, I can't think of the name of it. But uh, he called it quits himself after one season. I don't know why, but it was pretty good. Me and my daughter was uh, we we were watching it. We liked it, and that was gonna be our new go to show. But hmm, uh, maybe we could have put you that. Said, up you said who called it quits? Jamie Foxx. You remember he had the Netflix show about two years ago. Uh, a year or two ago, they had a great one season, uh, a comedy series, and then they what just shut it, it down. I do not. Okay. Um, hold on. It's something about. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, it, it's uh, it, it you, you could pull it up though. Him and his daughter comedy series or whatever. It was good, but yeah, didn't last. So anyway, Will and Jamie, we just wanted to throw that out there because we are looking to still do the entertainment debates and talk about other things as far as just outside of sports. Uh, now, I got I got a good show that I want to put together for Akeem Olajuwon. Again, the the the, the lack of respect is real. I don't I don't like it. I don't approve of it. I was watching some guy on. Oh, he he does pretty good YouTube content. But I didn't like his last list, his category. Like he 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 went over some of the best big men in the game, from the Kareem's to the, of course, the Bill Russells and the uh, and the Wilt Chamberlains and the Tim Duncans. But he skipped Hakeem Olajuwon, and that pissed me off. And I don't understand why he would skip Hakeem Olajuwon. How can you do 
Tim Duncan, who is the best power forward to play the game. And at some point, he was a center as well. But how in the hell can you skip? He even did David Robinson. How can you do David Robinson, who was a very good center, especially defend defensively, and leave out Hakeem Olajuwon? So I got a great show coming up for Hakeem Olajuwon on how underrated he was and how he would be the real GOAT if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hot take. I mean, think about it. Who won championships when Michael Jordan retired for the little short time? Hey, hey, hey now you know how I feel about a king. You, yeah, you, you, this, you rock this, with, this, no, no, yeah, that's right. You do rock with a king. You do. Yeah, you just had the direction you need to come for an argument. You know how I feel about a king. Well, I guess I'm looking for some of the odds, somebody in the audience to come for me on that one. Because I'm sure somebody will say, Jarvis, no. Elijah Wine isn't the best center of all time. Somebody's going to jump on that debate. Because nobody says. Yeah, somebody will say Wilson, Bill, or Shaq, or Kareem or something. They're going to. They're going Kareem, to. Kareem, all-time lead scorer. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. But but Hakeem beat them all, just about. I mean, he beat Kareem. He beat uh, he, he beat he beat a lot of players, a lot of good players, a lot of good dynasties. He ended them. He came in the league, and he dominated. He dominated in Houston. He dominated in Houston in the pros. The boy was bad. And he would have got. He David Robinson. He, he, he beat up David Robinson. He dogged him at times, and that was the best defensive player in the league for several years. He dogged Kareem in his late years. I know it was his late years, but he swept him in the playoffs. He beat the, – the dude, the dude has did a lot, and he's not getting the credit that he deserves. His footwork was phenomenal in the post. Don't, let's not forget he dogged Shaq as well. He swept him. Uh, he, he he also beat Patrick Ewing in the finals. I mean, he 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 dogged David Robinson. He dogged Carl Malone. He dogged anybody that came his that came in his way. He was the best player on the Houston Rockets at all times. He was so good to Clyde Drexler knew. Man, I gotta go over here and give me a ring. That dude was good, man. And if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, I'm telling you, Elijah Wan would have had six rings. But anyway, we'll come back and we'll do that at another time. We're out of here. That's enough. We talked about it. We talked about Russell Wilson. And when Terrence comes back, we're going to make him tell us. Well, we're not. We can't make him. We're going to try to make Terrence tell us for once and for all, is Russell Wilson a, 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 a system quarterback? Is he or is he not? After seeing what we've seen, I think we know where he'll go with it, but we'll see. And we're going to make him talk about his Ravens. Regardless of what happens on this Sunday, we got to come back to those four losses. He's never really told me, yes, Jarvis, you're right, Harbaugh's got to go. I wonder, is he changing that tone, that tune? I can't wait to find out. The Ravens have a fairly easy one this weekend, but then again, you never know. You never know, especially the way they just, you know, have these meltdowns. That's all we got here on the Great Debate Show. We just kind of wanted to let you know that. 901-308-4916. Call in for some live shows and debate with us. Yeah, you can pick the debate. Uh, you know, Usher versus Chris Brown. We didn't get to go all the way with that one because we agree on that. At least us three do, the good guys. But there were, there were plenty of younger people that went with Usher. That's fine. I mean, they went with Chris Brown. Oh, but I beg your pardon? Huh? I, I used you said the other people went with Usher. I was like, I was with the other people. I was with Usher too. Yeah, no, nah, but I was wrong. Yeah, right. No, nah, I was yeah. wrong. It was mostly Chris Brown that the younger people were going with. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, yeah. So if anybody thinks it's Usher, yeah. I mean, if anybody thinks it's Chris Brown, 
come on and holler at us because we went with Usher. Um, I think that when you listen to, I think when Confessions dropped, man, like that's Let It Burn. What album was Let It Burn? That was uh, uh, what was the one? Uh, eighty was eighty one oh seven. That's the eighty one oh seven. Oh, I see, it's a wrap. That's 81, it. whatever it was, yeah. That's, that's whatever it. the number was. That's it. I mean, I think he could have stopped there. The songs on that album right there. It's a wrap. Uh, Confessions, it's a wrap. But anybody, if anybody thinks that it's Chris Breezy, and that's a bad boy, don't get us wrong. That's a bad boy. Uh, he, he really used to be a bad boy. He really used to be before he just kind of went gangster on us. Uh, <laughs> and, and again, but yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal talent, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to figure something out. We're going to get some more debates going, but that's all we got for you here tonight. Uh, or today, it's a fantastic Friday on a great debate show. When you hear this, we were live on Facebook and YouTube, and we will do it again. And maybe me and Terrence will get some wrestling shows in here. Maybe we'll also get uh, that Jay-Z versus Nas uh, uh, thing going on in here. But uh, I would really like for Jay-Z to drop another album to make it more interesting um, because Nas has dropped three in the past uh, in the past two years, and Jay Z hadn't dropped one in over five. So, uh, we of course there's a lot of catalog to go by, but the fact that Nas is still dropping content, whew, like we may have to charge changing our tune. Like who's really the king here? Who's really the goat? Is it Jay Z or is it Nas? Uh, if we ever got a, a, a versus between Wayne and Jay Z, and Wayne said he would never do a versus unless it was with Jay Z, who would win it? That's a debate because Nick is not going to go with anybody outside of Little Wayne. Am I correct? You are correct. Yep. So we're going to try to get all that stuff popping. And uh, real soon, it's the Great Debate Show. We're about to get out of here. Hey, man, y'all be safe, please. Uh, it's crazy out here in these streets. We out. Peace. Get over.